And so I throw the car in reverse and I stomp on it, bro. I go so fast that I accidentally hit the Welcome to Walcott sign and, and break the sign in half. Episode of Living of Three Semi-Grown Men. This is Austin, back with my two favorite co-hosts, Shelton and Nick. What is up, guys? What's up, guys? This is Austin, back at it again. This week with my two special co-hosts, Nicholas and Shelton. Today we're going to talk about... What did we say we're talking about this week? Bro, that's, oh, that's yeah. not even how I started the episode. That's not even how I did it. Whatever. Bro, this, no. This bro goes like, welcome back to ESPN The Oat Show. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been I funny. I love Dodgeball. We talked about that last night in the car ride to go see Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. I said, man, you ever watch Dodgeball? He goes, yeah. And I was like, I like drinking my own pee. It's sterile. Hey, I like the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> that's gross. Speaking of, Guardians 3. Phenomenal. Mint. Mint. Oh my We will get to God. that in just a second, but before, uh, we are recording on Memorial Day, so on behalf of three semi-grown men, happy Memorial Day. I know this is going to come out after... A week later. <laughs> I understand, but still, happy, happy Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yes. Yeah. Bro, I saw the posts you made today. Those are fire. Thank you. I appreciate it. I did not. You should see I'm gonna. I'm going to put it like this. I'm giving you all the praise. If nobody knows this, Austin is our head of social media, yeah. and he makes everything in the house. He is phenomenal at what he does. Chloe looks at and she goes, "He could make money doing this." I said, "Shh, don't tell him to leave." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. No, man, I just, I, I love it. It's, it's, I, I, there's not another word for it. I just, I, I genuinely enjoy doing it. Like we have our own logo, we have our own brand. I have the ability to. To put it how I want to, and yeah. I mean, I just, I love it. He it, just puts cool backgrounds and just slaps the dude on there. He's like, I, bam. A lot of times, that's really yeah. it. Sometimes, bro, like I'll not to out myself, but like I kind of pick and choose from like different things. Like the flags, one thing, and then like the the font is a different thing. And I'm like, man, if I could find a way to incorporate our guy, and I'm just looking, I'm like, there it, it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. It's so much fun, bro. Which like Shelton right now, you're. You're taking time off technically because because Icky's editing for us. Yes, we uh we do have somebody else that's been jumping in editing uh for us a little bit. So I am getting to kind of shout out to Nick. Thank you for not messing up. Yes, love you, bro. Yeah, bro. Big Very literally big props. Big love props. You. He's gonna listen to this later and go. He's brown. Nose. He's gonna cut hey, all of that. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. I was driving home today. And I seen him and Becca driving. Okay? Really? You want to tell me why this man was going so fast? It I had to get up to a hundred and two miles an oh hour just to catch up with him. Oh my god! I'm talking Jeez, about, bro. We dude. are on like outside Little Rock, and all you hear is it going. Yeah. Bro, so I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I looked at I looked at my wife and I said, he needs to take the church sticker off. I said he's gonna. I said he's gonna get. He's gonna go to jail, and they're gonna uh, see the church. In the words of Pastor, "Hey, good. we made it on the news." <laughs> yep, any, literally. Any publicity but is good publicity. Speaking of speeding, that is not true. <laughs> speaking of speeding, yeah. we got pulled over last night. I was gonna ask about that. Also, Thanks. I have a new record, but we'll get to that in a little bit. A new record. Mm-hmm. You have a story. Uh, so I don't remember whose birthday it was. We was out at. Uh, Walcott, I believe, mm-hmm. and um, we had all had this big get together, and it was somebody's birthday. And I remember my buddy Ethan; he didn't have a driver's license yet at the time, allegedly. No. Allegedly, <laughs> no, he did. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. He, he really did. Uh, he didn't have a license, he didn't have registration, he didn't have nothing. He okay. Just, so he was driving his car, and you know, at Walcott, it's just one big circle. Mm-hmm. So like, when you pull out of the water, you can't go left. Right. So he went left first. We was like, oh, okay. So our whole party comes out, right? So he's in front. He's the first person to get stopped. So Ethan's getting the ticket and all that stuff. And my mom calls me. She's like, bro, you got to get out. You got to go, 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 go. And so I throw the car in reverse and I stomp on it, bro. I go so fast that I accidentally hit the welcome to Walcott sign (laughs) and, and break the sign in half. 
So oh I skirt God. out and go the right way, and I'm in my I'm in my wife's navy blue Hyundai Sonata. I remember this so vividly. Uh, the cop goes to Ethan. He goes, "You know who was driving that car?" He said, "I don't know. He was some black kid in a in a black Dodge Charger." And the cop goes, "All right, thanks." And so he never knew. It was oh Ethan. my god! Oh my god! <laughs> hey, bro, I'm telling you. I had wrote, oh my god, it was Caitlin's birthday because I remember. Oh my god! No. Oh my god! Birthday oh, no. I remember you and her I, freaking birthday. I remember so specifically because I had wrote on her, I had chalked her car, and I remember I had got home and I, there was a dent in the back fender of the plastic, so I got in there and I popped the dent out, and then I had scrubbed all of the uh, all the chalk off, so the car was completely like it was spotless, like there was no there was no indication it was me whatsoever. Oh my god! <laughs> my Did, mom, does she know this? Oh yeah, she was in the car oh. with me. My mom calls me. She goes, "I said back up, not fast and furious. Break something." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, listen, that wasn't the intention, okay? Like that wasn't the plan." I'm scared. I'm, ta- <laughs> I'm talking. Ta- you know, how, like you know, how normally when you back out, you just go straight. But like for some reason, the way I'd had the wheel turned, like I said. Boom! And back straight into the side, oh and just God. took off. I was like, I've got a horrible. I still ain't never went back man. since. Birds of a feather. You run into the Walcott sign. She runs into a Sonic. Mom, yeah. Birds of a feather. You can't say anything. Your sister runs through a fence. Like, oh, can't say anything. My wife's not no better. Mm-hmm. Literally, her first day driving, she gets the car like the start of like her tenth grade year or something uh-huh. like that. She is working in Jonesboro. So, like, she gets out of school, goes to work. She is sitting at the exit to pull out of her job, and there's this old lady that sits in front of her. And like, I don't know what she's doing, but like literally, she just runs in the back of her car. Oh, oh my gosh. god! Like first, Caitlin did. Yes, bro. Dog. Uh, who else is my wife? I thought. Listen, bro. I zoned out for a second. I thought you said the old lady ran into her. No, bro. Caitlin. It was Caitlin's first day driving. She had just got her Dang. brand new car and like sitting there and like, wham. Jeez. Oh my, oh my God. Dude, your wife is a horrible driver. Uh, yeah. I'm saying that on record because Chloe got absolutely sick just going to the Walmart down the road. My first day of driving, I drove, it was at night, I drove to McDonald's to get some food and coming back, uh, a cop that was off duty pulled me over and said, hey man, just want to let you know uh, your lights are off and I'm off duty so I'm not going to like report it or anything but your lights are off. I was terrified. He had to, like, because he was flashing me, but I thought he was hitting bumps. Yeah. He had to turn his lights on to get me to pull over. Oh, my God. I was terrified. That happened to me before. I'm driving I'm driving on, uh, which is not 351, but it's that back road behind yeah. Tech Primary. It leads into 351. Mm-hmm. There's this big, long curve, and there's this big dirt patch. Sits right there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So, usually, at nighttime, there's at least one or two cops that sits there. Right. And I am flying, bro. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm going at least 80, and that road's like 40. Okay? Yeah. And so, I'm, 35. I'm flying on that road, and I'm talking about, he flips his lights on, and you hear my car go, <laughs> Yeah. And he stops, and I pull up beside the window, and I go, sorry, dog, and take back off. It's like... Okay, so he didn't give me a ticket, but he had to. He had to flash me to get me to stop because I was I was flying, bro. You know, we're talking about tickets. We're talking about. We're laughing about that. We're laughing about you running into a sign because you are apparently a horrible driver. We're talking about your mom running into a Sonic, and we're talking about Caitlin's first first day driving with her new job, bro. Have you ever had something like done to you at work that is just absolutely hilarious? Mm. Austin, we know you're you want to tell it again because it is absolutely funny. Go ahead. I think the only one that I've had is Jace worked at uh, Fazoli's with me for a little while, and we would try to nut tap each other at work. Oh, the oh. Ooh, ooh. I, I worked on like I worked in the kitchen, so yeah. it was like super easy for me to hide it because no. But he worked register. And one time I hit him when he was bringing salads up, and he almost spilled all the salads, Ooh. and then had to go to the register because there were people waiting. God dang! Oh, that's so messed up. That's <laughs> so messed up. It was awful. Like, we you... were sixteen though. Oh yeah. Have you ever had a boss like mess with you, or, like do anything, like do Not something really. that like just bust your balls in a funny way? No. 
Yeah, all my balls have been kind of lame. So the last two weeks. Yeah, my balls have been untouched. <laughs> my my boss the last two weeks has messed with me. Um, the last week that Maybe we he's had. Got the hots for you. Yes, my my <laughs> fiance's uncle has the hots for me, and and Gary, a fifty some odd year old man, really thinks I'm cute, even though he goes shut up, David. Nice. So one those day, are the ones you got to watch out for. They're the ones playing hard to get. <laughs> so this this last week, one of our one of our guys was on vacation, and the week prior, he had to get all of our safety videos in for the month. Oh. We we missed a lot of safety stuff um, because one of our other guys had been out on medical leave. So we're getting it all in, and one day Gary just goes, "Hey, before you leave, I need to take this paper out." I go, "Okay," like I've never had to do that before. He's never asked, and so it comes in the, the day. John John comes and goes because he goes and gets his wife and then comes back, and so I'm I'm getting this. I go in there and I ask our shipping coordinator, I'm like, "Hey, bro, what, what do I do this paper?" And he goes, "Well, uh, usually so and so comes and gets it." I said, "Okay, cool." So I get it. I put it on my little stock chaser. I spent 15 to 20 minutes driving around the plant trying to figure out where to drop this paper off. I mean, I was terrified. I went and asked the second shift supervisor because he used to work upstairs. So I was like, oh, he probably knows where to drop the recycled paper off at. He goes, I usually do that for us. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm literally going to get fired. <laughs> so I'm going to die. I go back to the office, and I go, John, John, I said, I need your help. He goes, with what? I said, where do I take this paper at? He bust out laughing. I mean, died. He goes, I thought I was going to miss it. Maintenance takes care of that. He goes, Gary didn't tell you it was a joke? I said, no. Walked in the next, <laughs> walked in the next morning. I looked at Gary. I said, you're a jerk. And he goes, for what? I said, the paper. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Oh, that's funny. And then last week... Um, me and Chris are out there just knocking out orders and so is Gary and we're, we, we're out. And usually, you know, when we're out, they just keep, they print them throughout the day. Right. I go in there and I said, John, I said, we're out of orders. He goes, okay. He goes, you're going to have to go to JJ's office, which is one of our our big wigs. And I said, okay, cool. He's in the main office. I'm in the, we're, I'm over in D.C. I go hop in my cart. I tell Chris, I said, bro, we ain't got no orders. I got to go tell JJ. He goes, we ain't got none because they can't print nothing. I said, no. Bro, you tell me why I get through assembly and my phone rings and John goes, you passed the test. Bro, I was flying <laughs> to go tell this man. Be like, hey, uh, man, I need orders. Okay. Like, I need orders. I don't bring them. Like, that's exactly how that conversation went. Dude, I was so mad. I walked into John's office. Because I asked him, he goes, yeah, go over there and get orders. I was like, are you sure? He goes, yeah. I said, you're being serious? He goes, yeah, definitely. I said, okay. Like, he looked at me dead in the face, stone-faced. Yeah, go ask JJ for more orders. We need more orders. I was mad. <laughs> Ruined my day. Oh, that's funny. That was Wednesday. I was uh, in a bad mood until I got off work. I'm not, <laughs> see, I'm not the victim. Realize, yeah, I'm not either. I realize now that I'm the culprit. <laughs> no, and I'm not the culprit, but like... No, I'm the culprit. Oh, no. I was just an innocent bystander. In the I've, got a, I got to tell. I've got a gentleman that I work with. Uh, he's great. Love this guy. Uh, I will go up to, like, behind his van. I'll sneak up behind his van or sneak up to the side of his van. And I'll hit either his back windshield or his passenger side window. Yeah. And he will just, just about jump through the roof. Like, he just... And... <laughs> that was one day. I did it for like every other day for like two weeks and got him every single time. Mm. Um, and there was a point where I got him so good that he uh, got out of the van. Oh, he said, bro, one of these days, I'm going to crap myself. <laughs> and when I do, I'm calling your mom and I'm saying, Aaron, I have to go home because Sheldon scared me to crap my pants. <laughs> it's going to be your fault. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> I pray to God she records that day that happens, dude. Because I will post that over every social we have and say that the day has finally come. See, I, I swear to God, I've pranked people, but it was only like at Lowe's when I did. Yeah. Cause I, I worked the night shift starting off, so I used to get away with stupid stuff. But when I was a cashier, being like, I was like one of the only male cashiers we had to. There was like two of us. Right. I was I, I worked main register and the other dude worked lumber during mm-hmm. the, during the week. Um, and so I would call appliances 
and I would go like all the way down to the register I wasn't using, and I'd have to, I'd call him and like just breathe into the phone. Ugh. Just like, just, <gasps> Ew. and they come up there. I'm and sorry be, for that audio experience. We would be sitting down back at our registers, and he goes, "Nobody's even down there." <laughs> so he'd go back to the back. I'd go ring. I'd go call his phone. <laughs> and he, you could hear him go, "I'm on my way." He'd get back there. I'd hang up. And he'd go, oh, please call back. <laughs> and, like, there would be nice that it was just so quiet in that store. You could hear the department because it would be registers, paint, appliances. Right. And he was, a, he was a big old dude. And we'd call him, like, are your refrigerator running? He goes, stop it. <laughs> or we'd, uh, we would do uh, what we used to call, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but at, when we worked at Lowe's and it came from the Jonesboro Lowe's, the Paragould Lowe's, um, was a code 50 to the straw trailer. A code 50 means you need, like, help lifting something heavy. Right. A code 3 just means you need help in your department. Okay. We don't have a straw trailer, if nobody knows. <laughs> so, That's messed up. So, <laughs> my first two weeks there, I'd hear that, and I'd go, we don't even have one of those. Because I'd be looking for it <laughs> to go help. Code 50 to the straw trailer means there's a hot chick in the store. <laughs> and I would call a code 50 the straw trailer when I worked there and this one garden center kid he was so confused he always, he was always trying to help people he goes bro he goes I'm gonna tell you something I go yeah he goes, I've been looking for this straw trailer <laughs> for two months I can't find it he goes, he goes, he goes, there was one night, it went off nine times. I said, dog, I said, you want to know something? He goes, what? I said, it means there's a hot girl in the store. He goes, dang. He goes, there's no better reaction. Dang. He goes, he goes, you telling me I could have been seeking some honeys, but I'm looking to help somebody that we work with. Oh what I love God. is... There would there were only certain people in the store that would do that. It was me, uh, a flooring guy, a millwork guy, and then a dude that was in Tool World. And so if none of them guys were there and I did it, bro, we had push to talk, which was like a radio. So I do, and I I type in the code. It goes code fifty to the straw trailer, code fifty to the straw trailer, and in my ear you go, where's she at? <laughs> <laughs> like it would just be a beep beep. And then I'd hear somebody talking and they go, where's the code 50? <laughs> what aisle does she need help in? <laughs> and it was the weirdest stuff. And I just, I loved it. That was like one of my favorite experiences working there. Just, because well, we would hire just random kids. I wish, I wish we had a code for the straw trailer at Home Depot. Because, dude. I'll bet you I had some doozies. If, if we had a thing like that, I would call it in. On aisles where there was just some sweaty, like just big dude with his belly hanging out the bottom Ew. of his shirt, we, and just wait for people to rush. We had <laughs> we had a guy that worked in plumbing, and he was the biggest perfer I've ever met in my life. I loved the dude though; he was the funniest guy. He said the most heinous stuff, and he would he he didn't understand how to type it in, but oh, whenever no. he hear it, like he didn't have an earpiece like I did. You know, Mind not you a lot guys, of people wore them. Time out. Yeah. This is before Christ. This is this is absolutely this is this is BC. This is a version of Nick that nobody liked. <laughs> and so I did it one time, and there was this like, like you described, a nasty dude. Dude had like, dude was balding, but had like a mullet. So, oh. You know where you get when they got hair, but it's like just none on top, but it's like all the way around. Oh, yeah. And he so let that it, grow it, out. It was like grow <laughs> out. He looked like, he looked like a man child. And so I did it one day, and I heard, I heard the guy go, where's it at? Oh. <laughs> I said, I said, bro, it's on aisle nine. He goes, I'm on my way. Oh. <laughs> then he gets over there, and I heard him go, that ain't no sweet woman. Serves <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's what you get. That is sitting, what you get. I was sitting in flooring. I laughed so hard, I fell onto the rug display. Like, you know how you walk into, like, some, like, hardware store and you just, like, flip through the rugs? Yeah. That big, t- I was on it rolling. 
<laughs> the specialist goes, bro, get off my rugs, please. <laughs> we had the best time. And I remember there was one time we were, it was like really cold outside. And for some reason there were some birds just flying around. And one flew so hard it smacked the door. <laughs> the new kid, the same kid that asked me about the, man, what's this trolley for you? He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, bruh. I'm gonna put it like this. He goes, there's a bird. It smacked, it smacked the door. He goes, what do I do with it? I said, I said, you gotta, you gotta like wrap it up and nurse it Bruh, like the hell. I'm gonna put it like this. <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? I said, you need to wrap it up. And I said, you need to take it some more warm. <laughs> you are off. You're a horrible person. He gets it. I was gonna, I was gonna try to put in a good word for you if you ever wanted to work at my job. Yeah, but you can go nurse that bird back down somewhere else. He gets the bird, and they had a little space heater behind. Oh the my god! Behind customer service, and he was holding it. Anybody smell chicken? And he goes, mind you, the bird wasn't dead, so it was still alive. He's got it wrapped up. All he goes, come on, Tweety, get better. <laughs> The store manager walks out and he goes, Who told you that? Bruh, I'm over in paint, sitting down, dying. He goes, God dang it, Nick. He goes, leave the new hires alone. I said, bro, he makes it easy. Oh, he goes, and he goes, what do you do with the bird of potatoes? And leave it. I said, we're not veterinarians. I said, you work for 1125. We had a oh we had a guy. I still don't know who it is. I think I have a like a couple. Jesus. <laughs> I had a. I think I have a, like a couple guesses who it was. We had a guy that on our on our phones that we carried around with us. There was a walkie-talkie feature. Feature. Push the talk, right? Yeah, where it would it would go through all of the phones. Uh, for anybody that had it, he would just get on there. He would click it, and you hear it go click click, and so you knew the line was open. And he'd go meow. And then unclick the line. And he just do it randomly. Just meow. And after about like three weeks of it, so there was the like the the uh, <laughs> the shift managers and then like the associate and then like the store manager, right? After a few weeks, the shift managers started to get real testy about it. And there was one time one of our, one of my, uh, like my department managers, uh, his name was Lewis. He was a big old black guy. Uh, bald as the day was born and he had a little lazy eye <laughs> so it was real weird oh my god it was just it was a little weird talking to him because he was very intimidating but when you looked at him like he just got <laughs> he got less intimidating the more you talked to him because <laughs> you're like bro what you looking at <laughs> i just he'd be like yo mama <laughs> He just, he just, I don't know. I don't know. But he still intimidated me. Like, I did not mess with this cat. Like, I just, there was not a point in time that I crossed him. Uh, because he could have, like, killed me, dog. Like, oh guns, For dude. Real. This dude was jacked. But he came up to me. <laughs> he goes, yo, dog. And I was like, hey, Lewis, what's up? He's like, you know who's doing that, that meowing? Sounds like we got a cat in the store, bro. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't jiving with it, dog. It's been going on for too long. And I was like, I'll I'll try to get to the bottom of it. And then, <laughs> so it went on Bro, for... Bro, the Godfather gives you a task. Inspector yeah. Shelton's <laughs> on the case. <laughs> so it went on for like a little bit longer. And we got to the end of that night. I was working a full nine-hour shift. We get to like right as it, the, the store is closed and we're cleaning up the rest of it. And I hear it go, and he's a couple uh, like aisles away from me. He goes, mother fucker, bro. Who's meowing? Who's meowing? He starts running up and down the store. He said, who's effing meowing? I'm sick of it, dog. If I find out who's meowing, you're fired tomorrow. I was like, 
God dang, Louis. <laughs> I did it, dog. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh. oh. What a plot twist. Oh, he was. It wasn't me doing that whole night, but he said that, and he had stormed off like a couple aisles, like a couple like whole areas over. He was. I mean, he just ripped shoot. the paint counter off. Almost halfway across the store for me, and this was a huge store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just I could hear him still yelling. I just went. Oh, dude, just went into a full rage. Oh, my God. It was great. I love that push to talk out. I love it. Yes. They did it. We had a uh, a day that the store manager wasn't always there, uh, but they had a day the store manager was there because the district people were coming oh to do, God. like, an ana- analysis of the store. <laughs> dude, they did it on that day. And this store manager, he was a... Uh, oh, shoot. He wasn't Palestinian. I know it started with a P. Uh, but he was he was like six seven. Sheesh. Real intimidating. Real strict, like you God, did hey. not mess with this dude. Sheesh. When you got on his bad side, you were on his bad side. Oh. And they were doing that meow. Oh my gosh. He was Did you ever find out who it was? Mm-mm. Oh my god. Dude. Nope. Why should it be like some Asian like halfway across the country? It's not <laughs> no, it's in the store. It's not <laughs> somebody hacked into our freaking push to talk. Dude, what I loved about it is you could add people to chats. Yeah. But what See, I love. Proving my freaking oh point. Proving my it's point. Somebody from Parable that's <laughs> oh meowing from freaking. Well, no, no, no. So your push to talk is associated with the store, so it would say everybody's names. Yeah. But what I did is a lot of our management team, and I can say this now because they fired me. Um, were a bunch of jerks and they didn't respect a lot of the people that worked for them. So what I'd do is I'd find the two sh- managers on shift or just two of them that were there at the store when I was there. I'd add them to, I'd add them to the chat. I'd leave it. So you'd hear the beep beep and they'd look down and go, uh, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't call you. You called me. And they, I'd get them bickering and I'd do this kind of stuff to, ev- to several sets of managers and two of them almost got into a full-blown fight. Oh, shoot. Like, they were mad. You're a menace. Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it like this. I feel like an angel child, because, like, yes. I don't have any... I'm the, I have no I'm, stories. Like, I'm, I don't have any. Lowe's I don't know if I feel like... I don't know if I feel like I'm left out. Did you But you, did you ever work in retail? Yeah, I, were, yeah, I worked at a couple of retail you stores. You worked... Didn't do. You were, what were you, did you work, like, retail retail, or did you work, like, food retail? Uh, I did both. I worked at Belk for a while. Worked at Walmart for a little bit. Uh, See, Walmart is too strict for you having any fun there. That is Lowe's, true. but we would do all types of stuff. I remember one cat on Although, I will say, I, which I really wouldn't call it a prank, I got my buddy fired one time because I pushed him into the toilet paper. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I didn't mean to. He had, he had pushed me, and I dropped my lunch. I got mad at him, so he was talking toilet paper. I said, I said, bro, and I kicked him, and he went face first into the toilet paper. And the manager goes, no playing with the toilet paper. You're fired. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I, I picked up my Snickers bar and I went, oh, and just took off speed. He looked at you it. and he went, you're promoted. <laughs> yeah. Well. Looking for a job? <laughs> promotion was, all right, you're a self-checkout now. I was like, that Ooh, sucks. Promotion. No, I remember. That was, was probably the worst thing I've ever done, I, honestly. Yeah, no. I've never gotten anybody fired. Now I feel like an angel child. No, well, I, I mean, it was completely unintentional, though. It wasn't like I was like, I'm going to get you fired today. I did get somebody fired, but it was... He just looked at him and went, meow. <laughs> <laughs> now, we had fun. Yo, Louis. Louis. <laughs> Yo, Louis. I love that cat, dude. <laughs> he was funny. Dude. He was funny. Uh, we we got to learn to talk like him. Whole episode in that voice. Nope. Yeah, I'll do. I'll pull out one where I start talking in my Jersey accent. Hey, bro, we're, we're going to have an episode about that, because i got to hear about the... This Jersey accent that people talked in. Uh, it's not. So it's definitely not the the shore accent. Oh, I wouldn't expect that. If it's it was not the shore, that. It's I not that thick. You really can't tell it. There's just specific words that it's like. It's water. I'll I'll do, I'll do. I'm already falling into it a little bit. I'll what I'll do is I'll call my buddy Caesar right before we start recording. Love you, Caesar. If you're listening, shout out. Shout to out you. to Caesar. You're a real Caesar. one. That man kept me alive, dog. Yes, sir. The, I mean, the biggest pit in my life was when I was in New Jersey. I was, I was deep in it. Like, woke up and didn't recognize what I saw in the mirror. Bro, we if were... I had a gun, it would have been in my mouth. Like some dark stuff. Yeah, bro. We we had some, man, we had some real tough conversations when we yeah, were using New York. That man kept me alive. Bro, I remember there were many nights. Which, mind you, <clears throat> me and him were both going through the trenches at the same time. Yeah. 
So we'd be up for hours. You know, m- mind you, we oh, both yeah. got to be at work in the morning. We'd be up. This late. dude kept me, Nick, my my boy Nick right here, kept me uh, kept me from going have falling into like some schizophrenia, dog. Like some real deep, because I would walk home every night and I was so depressed. I would walk home and I would see shadows down these alleys. Like I would get so scared for that 30 minutes and I'd come home and I'd be able to break down and Bro. decompress with him. Whereas if I if it wasn't for him, I would have seen shadows in the house, like thrown myself into some some like schizophrenia stuff, dog. Um, I did see a shadow in the house this weekend. What? Nope. No cap, bro. I swear. I got chills, I dog. Swear to God, Lord, if I'm frying, if I'm lying, I'm frying. If I'm frying, <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm frying. I swear to God, bro. Oh my so, god. So we went to my mother-in-law's for Memorial Day weekend, and she's got the way that her house is laid out. You walk into the living room. To the left, it's two bedrooms, so it's the, it's the spare, and the master bedrooms in the back of the house. Well, we were sleeping in the master bedroom, and there's this weird, when you walk in and close the door, there's this weird kind of little nook, looks like an office area, <sighs> in the back of the house. And for the last five years, I have felt some kind of way. Okay? Oh my God, I've got goosebumps. There's, you got Lilith up in my lap. Dude. So, I am laying in bed the other night. Let me, let me go back two years ago, because this is where it gets real freaky. So, me and my wife are sleeping in the same exact bedroom, and... She wakes up and she sees this shadow and she's like, "Mom, what are you doing?" And the the shadow like the same like, house? Yeah, same okay, house, okay. same bedroom. So the the shadow like looks at her like goes into a panic and then flies into that spare nook. Okay? <gasps> so w- present day, I'm sleeping last night and for some reason I was like, "Man, I can't sleep." So I like set up and dude, when I say this room is dark, I'm talking about can't see your hand in front of your face dark. Like, freaky dark, okay? Like, the only light is a little blue beam from under the Mm -hmm. door and what little light you can get from the shades. But it's dark outside, so it's black, bro. And I'm, like, laying on my back, can't go to sleep, so I roll over like this, and I just look at the door, and I just see something standing there. It was Susan. No, no I, bro. I don't. I know. I've never met Susan. Way to ruin the freaking momentum. And so I. Oh, I could so hurt you right now. I wish we had them plastic gloves still, though. <laughs> oh, I'd knock you out. I well, had you about to pee your pants. You look really scared. Well, I I didn't believe what I seen. Right. Thought I was seeing stuff. I'm like, ah, whatever. So my mother in law comes in the room today after she gets out of the shower to get herself some clothes and she's yeah. talking. And um, she's like, we was complimenting how cold the room stays because it's freezing in there. And we're like, not a good soil. We're like, man, it's always really cold in here. And she goes, yep, because I believe something's in here. And I was like, why would you let me stay in it? I was like, oh, really? Why do you why do you say that? She was like, oh, I've seen it. Oh she was like, gosh. I've seen the lady. She walks around the house in a gown. She was like, she's really sweet. She's not vengeful. I went to my car that day, got my Bible, and set it uh, right there on the side of my bed, wide open on uh, no weapon, no weapon uh, shall prosper. No, I was listen, like, no way, listen, my boy. I believe in spirits. I do too, and I believe I I fully believe you know what your what your mother in law said is right. Like she may not be vengeful. That's perfectly fine. If I were to stay in that room, it would go something like that with the Bible out and be like, listen. I just want you to know, I got this sword right here. I ain't afraid to cut you up. Secondly, you good with me? I'm good with you. You don't mess with me because I don't, I don't, I know you exist and I don't want any part of it. I'll say it like this. And I won't mess with you. This is how I knew something was there. Every time I'd go in the room, I would, my, my spirit would just be stirred up. And I would play, I'd have to play Christian music off my phone to make myself feel good. And, like, after I sat there for a second, like, the anxiousness went away. I knew it was gone. Oh, yeah. Like, because I figured what was happening is when we weren't in there, she was in there, kind of do her thing. And then when we would come in there, she's like, oh, shoot. Yeah. And I I, I fully believe there's peaceful spirits and vengeful spirits. I want nothing to do with with either or. The Holy Spirit, and that's it. Now, if a spirit is in the house, and, like, it's not... 
one is not my house because there's a spirit in my house. Get out. Like, I don't want you here. But well, if there's right over your house already. Yes, we have. But if there's a spirit, like, in a house or a place that I'm, a house or a place that I'm staying, like, I'm not going to kick it out for the weekend. But, like, you don't mess with me. I won't mess I'm with you. About, bro, I got the Bible right here. My, just know my God is here. My God is able. And if I want to kick you out, you're gone. Like, so just let's let's go about our business. My mother-in-law said, oh, yeah, she's been here like the last five years I've been here. No. I'm like, oh, my God. No. Like, what the heck? Five years. Five, she's Listen, been in this house dog. five years, dog. Like, and we have felt that. Like, my wife literally used to hate going to her mom's house because she was, was like, she was like, babe, I just feel like <sighs> something's there. And I'm like, no, you're being crazy. And then when I seen it, first of all, Dude. I'm never gonna tell my wife she's right because she'll hold it against me. You just did. Oh wait, she ain't. She don't listen. listen. So, um, but <laughs> uh, this, but, will be, this will be the one episode she listens. Yeah. Hey, I will no. say, I will say, she did like two of our posts, but I think it was because I was sitting right beside her. <laughs> like, so she liked them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, bro. She was like, "No," nah, but she's like, "Babe, I just I feel like something's Dude. there," and I was like, "No, I think you're, I think you're just, I think you're kidding. Like, I don't think it's." I, I think we just burn the house down and we call so it. So, if evil. you listen to this first the, that episode that we put where we're supposed to be scary, just scratch that because those stories were whatever. This is going to be the scary one because I've got a couple myself, and I'm pretty sure you've been there for both of them. I don't know that one about my mom and the spirit walking and smiling there. That was pretty freaky. Ooh, yes, that was freaky. That one was pretty freaky. Uh, so the Does something make this scary. I gotta go to bed here tonight. <laughs> hey, the sun is still up. That is my rule. No, I can talk about not. scary it's going stuff. Down. I can talk about scary stuff until it gets dark outside, and then I'm done. Turn uh, the light on. You're the one to turn the light off. For ambiance, for a purple lighting. Anyways, <laughs> uh, scary stories. Yes. So the schizophrenic stuff in, or like seeing things in in uh, New Jersey. In New Jersey wasn't real like I could tell myself and I didn't feel it you know like like now that I've definitely had spiritual uh, encounters with spirits like I can tell that that was just my mind playing tricks on me and I was depressed and I was easily gullible and I felt uncomfortable because I was alone in a place I didn't really know so like I knew the streets that I walked down uh, to get to work and only that street like I didn't know any of the houses didn't try any other other streets didn't yeah. know the alleyways I knew the sidewalk I walked on and that was it if I tr- crossed the street and walked on the other sidewalk be I'd, be, I'd be lost yeah um, and it was literally right there like I could see the other sidewalk but it, I would be lost um, but when I so when I moved back um, it was our second week it was after junior camp last year uh, had a lot of bad stuff happen to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just in a real bad headspace. I was scared. There were some things um, that were just there's some things going on. It was right before Alexis and I broke up, and so like I was just real fr- frazzled and freaked out. Didn't know how to feel. Whatever. Uh, and I called uh, later. We go to church with Azria and talked to her till like four in the morning. Mind you, we got home at like one thirty, two o'clock, so it was only for a couple hours, but still four in the freaking morning. And I was just talking to her about what was going on, uh, how I was feeling, blah, 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 and she was telling me, kind of giving me advice and, and an outside perspective, and then like 3.30, bro, which 3, 3.30, 3.33 is the witching hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt something bad in in our apartment because I was living with uh, with Dylan at the time. And I was just like, there's something going on here. Something is in here. And I just, I kept feeling Cards Against Humanity, Cards Against Humanity, Cards Against Humanity. And at the time, I had Cards Against Humanity, two of the bonus packs, and Cards Against Marvel. So I had like easily $200 worth of cards. Took all of them and threw them away. Just that night. Just took them to the dumpster. Didn't tell anybody. Just gone. Literally, uh, and then we prayed over the house, and it was gone. Whatever it was, was gone. Literally the same thing. Not not with cards against me, but the same thing happened. I am preaching a revival in um, South Bend, Indiana with Jake Bateman. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have told this story. I'm not sure. But we are laying in the hotel room, and I'm watching the St. Louis Cardinals on TV. He's in the shower. We just get done with service. We get done eating with some of the students. I got to talk to some of the, some of the hyphen students at the time. Um, which this was before, this is back in like 2021, so this is before anything happened, and um, we go to the hotel, and I'm watching TV, and I'm laying in bed first, and I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm tired, like it was real good service, and so I roll over to go to sleep, he comes in, we talk for a second, 
And then he's like, all right, man, I'm going to bed. So we shut all the lights off. And I'm just like, again, I'm like, I just I can't go to sleep. I'm tossing, right. turning, fluffing my pillow, fixing my blankets, you know, seeing if, I'm, seeing if I'm laying on something, trying to find a comfortable position. Right. And I just roll over and I go, Jake, he goes, can't sleep, can you? I'm like, no. And for some reason, I was looking at the way that the hotel is like, you have that long hallway right before it opens up to the room. Mm-hmm. And I set up and I see something peeking its head. It's back <sighs> like at the corner. That one really, like that right there. I've heard this story. And that right there made me much more anxious than uh, the, the spirit. You're I got to get my Bible out of Chloe's car now and bring it to the house. Well, let me, let me tell you why. Let me tell you what had happened. This was the freaky part. Yeah. So, me and Jake immediately, we pray, we rebuke it. It leaves us, like, instantly. Mm-hmm. We feel it. We feel a release. We're like, we were speaking to him. It was good. Thank I'm, you, I'm, Lord. We was feeling, I can feel, I feel that release right now. We though. was feeling good. That, that spirit traveled from South Bend, Indiana Quality Suites uh-huh. to the back bedroom of my home in Perilwood, Arkansas. Like and my wife, that, my yeah. wife woke up the next morning, and the Lord said, "You need to go in the back bedroom and clap." Oh, I've got chills, bro. I got I get chills every time I talk about the story. So, bro, the hair on my neck is standing up, though. bro. So, no, 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 no. Before before you do that, we have to tell the audience the importance of clapping. Yes. So please enlighten our audience on what the importance of clapping is and why the Lord told her specifically to clap because the spirit was in the back bedroom. So I I. It's different for everybody. I want to know your interpretation because for me, the way I've always interpreted it is when you clap, it resembles the the sound of thunder and lightning. So the ooh, it, I've it, never so, heard it like that. That's so, good. So for me, the Lord, um, anytime the Lord something powerful happened, uh-huh. it was always followed by thunder and lightning. Yeah. So when you clap, ooh. it was the powerful, the powerful soundings. Showing you that—that's that, good. That—that's how like I, that. that's how I've always interpreted. Yeah. So, cause like you know when you get those real good claps, you know, boom, you know, sound. Sorry. It's fine. It'll be all right. Um, and so that's why that's why that's how I've always interpreted. It. Um, so when when the Lord told my wife go in the back bedroom and clap, um, she went back there. She she didn't say anything. She started clapping, and instantly she felt something kind of start swirling around her, and it was rock band. Uh huh. It was rock. I band. remember that. It was rock band. Literally, I come home and like two days later, we're at your we're at your parents' house uh-huh. and y'all are playing it, and I'm like, that's when I brought all the, all the instruments uh-huh. and everything over. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Yeah, bro. It was it was wild. That's heavy, dude. It was wild. My interpretation of the clapping is uh, it goes to the goes back to the um, Satan was uh the worship leader in mm-hmm. heaven, and it said that he had drums and all the instruments on him um and when he was cast down those were given to us and while uh we have we have so we have stringed instruments in our body being our vocal cords we have percussion being our claps Mm -hmm. um and so yeah that's cool and so that's that's what it was to me whenever you said that you had clapped was it was you were praising and because of that god came and dispelled that spirit because you were inviting him in and then also that ties in perfectly well with the clapping because I came in and it was really gone. Cool. I, Dude. I'd have never thought of that. Whoo, yeah. That's, worship, that's worship, dope, praise, dude. and power were in that room. Dog. Yeah, dude. It was, it was so dope, dude. It was by far, which I say one of the coolest, like, it was weird having such an up-close, like, encounter with the mm-hmm. Spirit, but, like, when I come home and I told my wife, my wife was like, you'll never guess what happened. I said, I guarantee yeah. I do because I knew it. Yep. I didn't know it was going to travel to my house. Like, yeah. Lord knows I'm glad that my home is protected in prayer by my wife. But, yeah. like... Dude. I've got a demonic spirit of fear and terror that follows me constantly. Really? Yes. There was the one time in the car, in the car. that I had to come over. I thought something was following me. Um, I never really check my back uh, seats because I have this sensor that would go off if something was bad there. Uh, and I just felt like I kept checking my rearview mirror. I turned on the lights at one point to check and see if something was bad there. I opened up the trunk... Like and I just felt like something was following me. I felt like it was following me all the way from my mom's house until I got to your mom's house. Bro, you that. called me one yeah. night. Yes, about I called like Azria that. about it too. Yep, I remember that. And bro, I hit my I hit to my knees. Uh huh. And I just started crying and weeping and just asking that was God the to house. move. That was the house. It was the same spirit, bro. I mean, it hit I me was last year 
Um, about to get me up in here singing and it was shouting. Either, it was either right before or right after Alexis and I broke up because I felt weird going to your mom's house. But I knew that you guys were there, and I knew that I needed that. And so that's where I went. God told me, that's where you got to go. Yeah, that's where well, I went. Yeah. And so that's where I went. We prayed over the car. I made it home. Everything was fine. That spirit hadn't come back. And then the this house. year, yeah. uh, I had left. I had Something was going on, and I was just in a bad head space. And I'd gone over to your house. There was a story told that was way too graphic for the headspace I was in. So I was like, I need to leave. And when I left, that spirit or that, that spirit had attached. It had yep. followed. And so I got home and I didn't feel it in the car. But when I got home, I just I tur- I had to turn on every light in the house. I was scared somebody was there. I checked all the doors, made sure they were locked when I left. And there was no way that anybody could have gotten in. But I checked every door, checked every window, turned on every light. And uh, I called, I called Nick, I called Azria, and I did the the same thing that your wife did. I except I, I said stuff. I said, uh, "You are not welcome here. Uh, God is in me. God is in my heart. God is has domain in this house, and you are not welcome here." And then I started clapping in every room, and um, I felt it leave, and I took a shower with the door open and the. Uh, shower curtain halfway open because I was still scared so it was still it was still lingering the, the effects were still lingering and then you uh, your wife and Alexis came over and we talked for a little while and then almost forgot to pray over the yeah, house almost forgot to, yeah. but we prayed over the house and I haven't felt that in, in a very long time I'm Good. sure it will try to come back I'm Absolutely. sure something I mean happen. I've I've it's had some weird years. stuff recently it's been 20 years this happened when I was a kid I used to hear voices um uh, there was a point in time when I was like 13 that I swear I heard my dad scream my name like so angry it was right after my parents got divorced I woke I used to wake up early every single Saturday six o'clock on the dot it was weird um and I would go play with toys until they woke up and I was like 13 and I was just chilling in the den playing with my whatever action figures and I heard Shelton John and I sprinted to the living room like I'm about to get beat what did I do he didn't wake up for another three hours wow the enemy and I'll put it like this from what I've been told the enemy and and God both use a voice of the man of God in your life like when you're when I wasn't connected to God like I am now I used to hear your voice and it would be saying things that I know you would never tell me wow and I was like that's not my brother. I said, my brother supports me. Yeah. He is proud of me. Yeah. He pushes me to be the best me. And bro, one night, uh, I had just stopped drinking. So if you don't know when you're an alcoholic, after you stop drinking, you start getting the shakes. Yeah. Like detox. Like, yes. Yeah, so yeah. I'm getting like intense. And like... there was one night and mind you, you know, I had been baptized. I'm getting close to the Lord. And I heard you talking. And mind you, I was still at Silverwood. Silverwood was a horrible place for me to live. There was Awful. there There's was something, something on that bad. Place. There is something on that place, and I believe it is in every single apartment. And I heard I heard him going, "You're a failure. Take a drink." And I just felt a just something come over me, and I was just blasted. The energy in this room is electric right now. I started blaring worship music, bro. I was like, I was like, my God is a the bridge for lion just popped in my head. Yeah, prepare the way. Oh, prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way. But dude, I mean, I was like, I was like, my God is mighty. I said, you, you ain't got nothing on me. It was something. And like now, I get, I get like right, like the past few weeks, I've been in a like weird headspace. You know, right. I'm I'm okay. You know, I mean, I'm working on my sermons. I'm working on my ministries. I'm doing what I got to do. But I just feel like, you know, I know there's something trying to hinder me. Right. And I'll put it like this, you know, if you are old enough to be tempted, you are old enough to be anointed. Wow. And, you That's know. That's good. That is good. I that, mean. Wow. No, no, that no. no, 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 no. That, Shh, everybody quiet. That is a Selah moment. Let that breathe. Say it again. You're old enough to be tempted. You're old enough to be anointed. That is... Wow. 
Okay. I got Bro. goosebumps. Go Bro, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the enemy is going to move on people that are anointed. He's going to yeah. move on people that are striving to be something. I saw something the other day, and it was, it goes, the devil whispered in my ear and said, you can't handle the storm. You won't weather it. And it goes, and I whispered in the devil's ear today saying, I'm a child of God. I'm a warrior of Christ. I am the storm. That's right, yeah. Ooh, bro, I'm... I'm telling you, bro. I'm, this, I'm, so, I'm so pumped. Like, I've got uh, I've got some really big things coming up. So, like, um, I actually preach out at another church for the first time on June 25th. Amen. Um, Amen. I got a phone call and somebody asked me to come preach for them. So, I'm Yo, this. really, really, really excited. Um, but... The devil, I, dude, I have been attacked so hard. Like, I keep asking myself, man, what am I going to preach? Man, what if I don't preach as well as I did last time? Like, I can't mess up the first time. And that's just the enemy yeah, right there, man. bro. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I was nervous dude. when I went to preach. Mm-hmm. Bro, I, you know, I sent it to you guys, and you guys were like, bro, that's good. That's awesome. Pastor goes, I love it. He goes, you're doing it this Sunday. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And I had been anxious, and I get there, and I said something to Pastor. And he goes, man, Lord's been working me like a pretzel. He goes, I don't know if you're doing something today. And at that moment, the enemy got right in my head. And, you know, mind you, I'm talking about, you, you if you give the enemy an inch, they're going to take a mile. Absolutely. And I, 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 I preach this to Chloe all the time. I said, I said, the devil ain't got no power till you give it to him. He's got Dude. none till you give it to him. Uh-huh. What, I've been, what I've been trying my hardest to put my entire life on, not my entire life, but what I'm trying to stand on, Firmly, which I'm having a hard time. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. It's a hard thing to get under, but I am trying hard to stand on. If you can't do it, confident, do it scared. It's got to get done either way. Do it scared. If the if the message has got to be preached, you got to do it scared. Yeah. And and leading as much as I have been, because we've had, uh, you know, just over the last couple months, I've been leading worship a lot more. Some things have gotten to come. Some things have come up. Summer gets busy, and now that we have a backup, our our lead, our, our worship leader is able to do some more things and not you know not worry about Focus the whole so thing. Right. Yeah, not worry about the whole thing falling apart because he has a backup, and I'm grateful that God has has placed that for him because yeah. he did it for oh, ten years yeah. without it. Um, but I've been leading a little bit more, and I used to be so scared, and not that I'm not still, but like it really came to the point where it was like. You can't not do this. You have to do it scared. That that's how I that and is so. a mentality that I've had to adopt as far as preaching because I've I've had I've had to understand um, that some a lot of people don't know but I am a fourth generation apostolic preacher. Right. So like my entire family has done this all the way from my dad to my uncles, my grandpa, mm-hmm. my great grand like everybody in my life, and so um, I have I have had to adopt that because um, heritage doesn't always add up to um, talent. <laughs> correct. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good or way. calling. I mean, even that, that's another right. Way. Just be just because my my it's it's part of my pedigree does not mean yeah. that's my that that is what I'm supposed to do. And so yeah. I, I've tried to understand that I don't preach like my dad. I don't preach like my grandpa. Yes. I don't um, I don't have the same knowledge as my uncle, but it doesn't mean that I'm not as, right. I'm not as, as effective. Well, then I would that. like, with you saying that, I would like to retract my statement on talent. That's not how I'm, that's not what I meant. No, I know what I you're saying. It. But I, I said that because I went to a recent CR that mm-hmm. Pastor was speaking at, and um, I had a guy that he's new to our church, wears the hat, Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he come up to me. He come in a little bit late, and I'm standing there because I got there late. Um, and he pulls me to the side, and he said, "You preached 14 days ago." Yep. He said, "And I can't get your title out of my head." And it was he the said, best sermon you ever done. Doug. He he said it was so good. He Boy, said that is one of me. my. He said that is one of my favorite sermons I've ever heard. You can't. And I'm not. I'm not. How do I say this? I don't feel called to be like a preacher or a pastor. I have word, and I know that I have some words to write down. And the way that I will speak, however often or rare it is, will be something that the congregation will need to hear at the time that I'm released. It'll always be timely. Yes, because I'm not released to say my stuff yet. When I am, it will look nothing like you. It'll look nothing like Pastor. It'll look nothing like Sammy. Because I can only speak from my experience. Correct. And my experience is not that. I'm not a screamer. 
I never have been. It wasn't until three months ago, whenever um, Alexis and I got back on this track, that I was able to cry, dog. Like, for six years, I've had trouble showing that emotion. Even when I started to dive into uh, processing my emotion and, and being true to how I feel, yeah. like it was hard for me to cry. Correct. So I can't get up there and scream every single time. I'm not as patient <laughs> as Sammy is with his stories and, and bringing out this big story and then at the end making it connect. Like, I, I can't do that. Mm-mm. But at the same time, like the things that I'm so enthralled with and the way that the brain and human action just fall into place and click like puzzle pieces to me has not been said. What was uh, the gentleman's name that was here for uh, for men's conference? Which one? Uh, Eubanks and... Um, it was Maupin. Eubanks yes. and Maupin. Eubanks and Maupin. Then it wasn't Eubanks. Jason, Jason Eubanks. No, it wasn't either of them. Um, he's an older gentleman. Uh, won he, the he, pattern award did I, our groundbreaking service yeah Troy Johnson yes, yes. he is his, phenomenal his service where he was talking about the, the woman hello <laughs> yes the yes. woman yes what, what, yeah, 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 yeah. oh my gosh talks dude. about uh, uh, if you could just see her face if you can just see her face dude that message the way he pre- preached Bro, it let me tell you something I was like when he, when he, he said his title I'm talking about a tear as he was preaching, I mean, I felt I just, it, and I feel it right now. Oh my god! As he was preaching, it was just like, "That's it. That's how." And it didn't take screaming. No, like, no. the way you're his not, deliverance was, and it's not magical. It's he said, "You're not gonna preach exactly like that when you have a message." Mm-hmm. But that, like everything he said, I was just like, I just had this urge. Like I needed to be on the edge of my seat because every I needed to analyze everything he did because that's it right there. I can't, I can't remember scripture. Like if you ask me to quote a scripture, I'll be like a John three sixteen. <laughs> I can tell you any, just about any story, and well, tell you in, in intense detail. But I just for some reason I can't remember scripture. Right. And Alexis and I work freaking perfectly because we were on our way back from St. Louis this weekend, and she just blotted out a scripture out of nowhere, and I was like, that's sexy. Like you're <laughs> you're real hot right now because I can't I do, do that. Let me tell you, you something. Can. That's how I feel when I listen to my wife pray in the morning. Bro, like, let me tell you something. She wakes me up and I'm like, Bro. dude, I love it when Chloe prays. Let me tell you something. There, <laughs> I never thought I was an apostolic woman. I, but dang. Uh, real quick, this is completely off subject. This will throw some humor in there. I seen a post the other Bro, day we've on been Facebook. For Thirty minutes. And let me tell you something. I seen a post on Facebook the other day, and it said I may not be. A ten on a Florida beach, or it said I may be a four on a Florida beach, but I'm a ten in a Mississippi Dollar General. Ooh. <laughs> so <laughs> that was way out of the way. Was like, we were talking about sexy, and I was like, "That's the first okay, thing." I was like, okay. "That's funny." So you said you're a fourth generation apostolic, correct? So my father didn't preach, yes, but my great grandfather. On my biological mother's side, okay. was a preacher. He had it was I think it was him. He had five brothers. Okay, five of them were preachers. One was a deacon. Oh, that's cool. And so you know, I preached that one day, and some somebody goes, "You're trying to be like pastor." I said, "No." I said, "Bro," I said, "When I got up here, I said I had no clue how I was going to deliver this." I said, "I just thought I was going to read off my phone and be done with it," but I said something came a hold of me. Yeah. Let me let me tell you, I I have never felt more in spirit, and I'm going to cut you off. Hold no, you're thought. good. But they reminded me of something. The time before I preached this last time, mm-hmm. I preached, it was called the wait, or no, two times before, it was called the waiting room. Um, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and um, Sister Sarah come up to me and she said, um, she said, Pastor retires in 15 years. She said, and everything you just said, every, the way you just preached reminds me of Derek. I said, then I did it wrong. Yep. Said, because if I'm reminding you of Pastor, I wasn't a part of it. Yep. I said so. I need to redo it, and I've never felt more in spirit because I yeah. I'm really working on. Elisha did nothing like Elijah, and he did double the Dude, miracles. Oh my God! You just confirmed my next message. I've had Elisha and Elijah stuck in my head all day, dude. My, well, not all day, but since we started this, I can. I'll like, tell you on my title next time I'm preaching. It's called "If I Never Get a Mantle." Whoo! 
and my that's good right there. And my story is Elijah and Elisha. Dude, I've been sitting here and I've been like on the edge of my seat ready. And every single time I've thought about butting in, there was a thought that like clicked and I was like, no, it doesn't quite fit. And then oh right there, I was released God. to say it. Oh, that is that was the confirmation I was needing. Y'all. Dude. We've got to stop now. We've got what, to what, stop what, now. What, We're going to go all night. Oh, my <laughs> but so God. My great-grandfather was a preacher. Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Uh, he, was a, he was a Baptist preacher. Okay. Right. And I showed my grandma my preaching, and she goes, that was really good, baby. She goes, that's how daddy preached. Mm-hmm. Yep. She goes, he'd never admit he was Pentecost, but he was Pentecost. <laughs> Let me tell you something. My, my, my grandpa cracks me up, okay? Because, like, where I'm a, a subject preacher, right? Like this guy gets a microphone and just goes, and he just goes. I mean, I'm <laughs> talking about an hour, hour and a half, yeah. And like, never reads the scripture, don't know what he's talking about. He's talking about the neighbor's dog and the farmer's cat. Yeah. And I'm, I asked him, I said, Papa, how does that have anything to do with the Lord? He said, Did I not say the Lord not once? I said, I don't think so. He said, I'll do better next time. <laughs> I said, I hope I'm never like that. See, I'm a subject preacher. Oh, I, I gotta have, have to something. I have to yeah. be, bro. Yeah. Well, I just want to say before we end this that we, this was not on the, the itinerary. At all. This yeah. was not. We took a we whole were turn. Not even close. And we talked about this for 30 minutes, and I felt this about halfway through, um, and I'm, I'm glad I get to say it now. This was for somebody. Correct. This was not just this refilled me. I feel rejuvenated. I feel great. But the fact that we're releasing this in, uh, you know, in a few days, this is for somebody else as well. And so, if that is you and you've listened this far, um, I hope this rejuvenated you. I hope this gave you something. And if, if you, you know, you're not in the the church and this made you feel some type of way, uh, please reach out to your local church. And, and and go see go see what this go see what the hype is all about. Like we're just we're just here living living for the Lord, living every day like we can, and we're getting. Uh, I just I don't even know what to say. Just so there's so much peace and so much power uh, in this in this life in this walk. Like I feel at peace, and then at the moments where I'm anxious or there's something freaking following me because we talked about spirits for 20 minutes. Uh, when it's following me, I've already won. Like all I gotta do is, is call on God and He's there. So if, if this you know if this made you feel some something, uh, that you maybe can't explain or or this hits you kind of weird, please reach out to your local church and and go see, go see this for yourself, man. Man, I was I couldn't put better myself. Um, I hope this moves through somebody and and makes you feel a certain way and it, it maybe fulfills you and puts you at peace. Um, we really didn't mean to talk about faith that long. You know, we like to touch on it, but I mean, I felt like that was, I felt like God intervened in this yeah. situation. We're not he, trying to hide it. He had to move through us so we could move through you. Yeah. Um, and I just want you guys to know that we love you and we appreciate you guys. This is something that we, um, I don't want to say ashamed to talk about because I don't believe any of us are ashamed at all to speak about. Um, I definitely think it's something that we want to um, slowly kind of bring in because I know sometimes people get uncomfortable by if you just throw faith in their face. Some people feel like if you talk about it too much, you get pushed down their throat and that's not at all what we're wanting to do. Um, This podcast was built um, with three guys wanting to share their life experiences with you and that just happens to include um, a wonderful walk with the Lord they're all different. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is no better than the others. Um, mine, I, if I can say so myself, I've probably put myself through more hell than both of you combined because I was an idiot. But that's the great thing about this. Um, and I do hope that when we get up here and we release um, just who we are, what we do, what we've been through, what we put ourselves through, um, that you are able to look at us and be like, wow, they are just normal, simple guys you know, yeah. who have had the ability to look at life in a different way. Um, it, it was funny, man. You said that, and I, I couldn't get this scripture. Isaiah 54 and 17 said, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against the judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and thy righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. Um, Amen. So, 
Man, I, I had the greatest time talking about this. I hope that somebody that listens to this um, can relate. I hope this piques your curiosity. I hope this plants the seed. Um, and I hope that the Lord is able to move through you in whatever situation you're going through. Um, we love you guys. Um, thank you for the continuous support. Um, don't forget to go follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, anywhere. Um, Shelton, what is our email, please? 3SGM2022 at gmail.com. Got anything you want to add? Not that I can think of. All right, man. So, yeah, please reach out to us uh, if you have questions or concerns on our last episode. Uh, we had a, ri- a listener write in and ask a question. We answered it. So if you, uh, anybody else would like to do something like that, we'd be more than happy to hear from you and uh, answer any questions or if you just got a crazy story to tell and we'd love to laugh with you uh, so real quick I didn't do my adult moment I forgot to say oh my it. gosh I'm so sorry I just now remembered it mood killer I know I'm so sorry <laughs> but this will totally this will totally be great as you guys know I can't grow a beard for nothing my ball's about to grow on the I might be able to rock a beard here in five nice. years wish mine was nice Lexus will not let me rock a beard oh my wife she won't hates it. it yep Anyways, guys, again, thank you so much. Uh, We appreciate you guys, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in season episode 12. I apologize. Yes, the finale. Yes. Uh, We love you. God loves you. Y'all have a great week, and we will see you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.